Good afternoon. You're listening to the Airbender Showbender, where me and the girls recap and react to the animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. What's up? What's up, showbenders? It's Adriana and Jennifer. <laughs> We just watched episodes nine and ten of Avatar The Last Airbender in season one. And um yeah, this is a awesome little double feature here. About an hour ago we were it was me and Jennifer this is Jennifer Zoof, I aka Indy, and our other friend Jennifer Mary. And we watched um seven or eight. So if seven and eight and recapped and reacted to those. So if you haven't listened to those yet, feel free to go back and Give them a listen, or you can just keep listening to this one because there are really no uh, spoilers here. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll start with the recaps. Um, these two episodes follow a series of two episodes that were just super, super intense. And episodes nine, yeah, episodes nine and ten are, I guess, the the yin to the yang of the other episodes that we just watched and that they're a little bit more chill, but still very, you know, deep snap, snap. So I'll just jump right into it. Episode eight. No, episode nine. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's late um, as we're recording this. Anyways, episode nine is the water scroll or the water bending scroll. So... They just, um, you know, saved Avatar Aang, just got a bunch of um, knowledge bombs from Avatar Roku, and they decide that they're going to continue their journey to the South Pole or the North Pole. I, I, I can never remember which one it is, but they're going to continue their journey to a Water Nation village on one of the poles. I think it's North, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure it's North. It's North. You're right. And... Um, they pause for a second. There's a bunch of water and Aang is freaking out because he's got what a year and a half or maybe less to learn all of the different types of bending before Sozin's Comet and which is when the Fire Nation is going to go and to harness the power of the Carnet to, to destroy everything and take over the world. So Aang's like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. So Katara says, well, I'm a waterbender. I can try to teach you some water waterbending while we're on our way to the Water Nation. And so they're waterbending in this little water hole. And um, Katara teaches Aang a few tricks. Aang is a very astute learner, very fast learner, and very apt, or excuse me, adept at waterbending. And everything that Katara teaches Aang, he like learns in five seconds, which would ideally be great, but Katara gets a little bit jealous because all of those things, sorry, I just, I thought I had to check my microphone. All of those things um, that she taught him, it took her months to learn. He mastered in like five minutes. So she gets a little jelly. And um, as they're practicing water bending, Aang accidentally water bends all of the food and the supplies away. So now they have to go to the nearest city and buy some food. They don't have a ton of money, so they're there, and they're looking for supplies. While they're there, Aang gets distracted by this 
pirate ship. It's a ship docked. And they don't know it's pirates yet, even though it's very obvious that they're pirates. While they're on that ship, they're seeing all of these awesome things from around the world. And Katara notices a waterbending scroll. And she asks how much it is. And the guy, the head pirate with the reptile bird on his shoulder says it's 200 gold pieces. They only have like two copper pieces left. Oh, excuse me. And um, yeah, so there's that. And um, Aang is looking at other things and then Katara comes up to Aang and she's like, you know what, let's get out of here. So they all leave. And then as they're leaving, a bunch of pirates jump out of the ship and they're like, go after them, run after them. So they're being chased by pirates and fought by pirates, but eventually Appa swoops in and saves the day because that's the only way they could get away really. And they go back to their little spot at the watering hole. Katara reveals that she stole the waterbending scroll. And that's why the guys, the pirates were after them. Um, Sokka's like, that's wrong. And it's like, well, we have it now, so we might as well just take what we can from it and learn. Um, Aang, again, we see a repeat of what happened earlier in the episode, and Aang like, learns things way quicker from the scroll than Katara. Katara gets jealous. Then she says, Aang, you know what, you could have the scroll because it's toxic for me. I can't handle my feelings of jealousy. You take the scroll, I don't want anything to do with it. So, problem solved, right? No. Not at all, because that night Katara's like, I lied, and she goes into Aang's bag, and she steals a scroll, and tries some practice, she practices some of those moves by herself in the middle of the night on the water. Well, meanwhile, during the day after um, the Avatar and his friends escaped, Zuko Zuko and Iroh are on waters nearby, and Uncle Iroh's like, you know what, I need this Paishu piece. It's a very important piece. Paishu is a game. Um, it's kind of like checkers, but not really at all. And, um, but you do have little pieces, and he needs a specific like lotus piece. And he's like, this lotus piece is important to me, and we need to go to the nearest city so that I can get on with my life. And... Zuko can't do anything about it. So they're in the same city where the pirates are. They come across the pirates, or they overhear the pirates complaining about a little bald monk and a waterbending girl. And Zuko's like, Did this guy have an arrow in his head? And the pirates like, Yar, he did. <laughs> and um, so Zuko makes a deal and he says, I'll get you that scroll if you lead me to the Avatar. But he doesn't tell him it's the Avatar because the Avatar is very valuable. So he's like, I'll give you the scroll if you lead me to that bald kid. And they're like, yeah, deal. So in the middle of the night, they're on the water. And this is while Katara is practicing water bending with the scroll. In the middle of the night, they see her, they hear her, they capture her. In the morning, Sokka notices she's gone. Aang and Sokka don't get too far looking for her when Fire Nation and pirates like capture them. They try to do a little bit of a bargain. Zuko says, oh, wait, no, 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 no. They capture Sokka. They don't capture Aang. So they try to do a little bit of a bargain um, with, between the pirates and Zuko. And Zuko says, not so fast. I can burn this scroll up. You need to take me. You need to find the Avatar for me. You need to find Aang. So they find Aang. They bring him. And um, yeah, at that point, ooh, ooh, my thoughts are getting away from me. 
at that point, Sokka's like, hey, Aang's the Avatar to the pirates. He's way more valuable than any scroll. The pirates are like, you know what, you're right. And so Zuko and the pirates are now fighting with each other. And Sokka, Katara, and Aang have this crazy, awesome, amazing fight. It's choreographed so well. Um, and then they, they pirate the pirate ship. They steal the pirate ship. And then the pirates steal the Fire Nation ship. So Zuko and Iroh are just kind of left in the forest. And um, of course, our, our friendly trio with Appa and Momo, and they all get away. And there's a waterfall at the end, but you know, Appa saves the day while they're falling off of a waterfall. So that's episode eight. And then, or no, that's episode nine. <laughs> and then episode 10 um, is, is named Jet. And we meet a lovely character named Jet. Um, they're in the woods and they come across Jet and his gang, his motley crew, by falling into these Fire Nation traps. Or Momo gets trapped into a Fire Nation trap. Shaka Katar and Aang, they free Momo and the other little monkeys. And they're walking around and they just walk right into a Fire Nation camp with soldiers. And as they're fighting the soldiers, of course, they're screwed because they can't fight an entire army. But lo and behold, there are these people that come out of the trees and they just like dominate this fire nation army and at the end of it jet like comes out of the tree and he's like hey to katara and um he's just this attractive guy that's about their age um Sokka doesn't like jet at all he's always been suspicious of jet jet says that his whole mission is to sabotage and terrorize fire nation troops um in their forest because Fire Nation killed his parents, and everyone in Jet's little motley crew has experienced brutality and sadness from the Fire Nation in their own way, so they're all sort of rallied behind screwing the Fire Nation over, and um, that sounds great, right? Of course. Um, Sokka doesn't like it, but then Jet's like, Sokka, I need you to help me do this thing, so they're doing this thing. They're doing this mission. They're on the lookout for Fire Nation troops walking through the woods when um, Sokka notices an old fire nation guy now just because someone is fire nation doesn't necessarily mean that they're a soldier fire nation just means you're come from a line of firebenders right so there's just this old dude and i'm just a traveler he says and jet doesn't give a daggummit he goes down and him and his friends basically just mug the old dude Sokka. the whole time is just saying this is wrong stop it he's old he can't he's not hurting anyone and jet says they're all fire nation it doesn't matter if you can't rally behind me against the fire nation like what good are you and so they mug the old dude and Sokka is the last one left and he's looking at the old guy they exchange a look <laughs> the old guy we get the impression that the old guy knows that Sokka is, is not okay with all of this that's happening so Sokka, of course, goes back to the camp, tells Katara and Aang what went down. They confront Jet. Jet says, well, the old dude was Fire Nation. And Katara, who is at this point completely smitten by handsome Jet, is just like, no, you're fine. Yeah, it's, it's totally cool. He's Fire Nation. Screw the Fire Nation. All empathy just goes out the window. Um, and then, of course, that takes Sokka off. His instincts were right, and they don't care. Um, yeah, 
So then Jet approaches Katara and Aang, and he's like, I need you to help me with this. I need your waterbending to help me uh, create a reservoir so that when they come to burn down the forest for no reason, we have water to, like, put the fire out. And even though that makes absolutely no sense, Katara and Aang are like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Um, we find out, and Sokka finds out in the middle of the night, that they're loading explosives by this dam and they're planning on triggering like getting Aang and Katara to manipulate the groundwater and overflow this river so that they can like explode this dam and this dam will flood out and just like destroy this village of Fire Nation civilians who were living in Earth, a town built by earthbenders. And uh um, Sokka finds out, but Jet and his people, Smeller B and Pipsqueak, find out that Sokka knows what's going to happen and they like do something with him. And Sokka makes an escape, but we don't really know where he goes. Aang and Katara are successful in helping them overload the dam so that they can explode it and so that it can flood the village. And when it's, by the time Aang and Katara realize that that was the plan all along, it's way too late. The village is flooded, but lo and behold, Saka, when he escaped, he went and told the people of that village. Nobody believed him except for that old man because they had that look. They exchanged that look in the village that one time or in the woods that one time. And the old man vouched for him. And I'm guessing everyone trusts that old guy. And they listened to him and they evacuated the whole village. And so when it flooded, nobody died. And this little girl, she could, she found her dolly that was floating in the water. Um, they confront, what's his name? Jet and Katara water bends this bro to a tree and freezes it and says, you got some issues. And he's like, Rawr! and that's pretty much the end of the episode. So, yeah. What's your reaction, Zoof? Well... Jet sucks. <laughs> that's that's my reaction is Jet sucks. I'm not a fan of Jet. But I like that I have someone to really dislike now. I don't know. He I love that um I don't know because I'm a newcomer, like every episode has been new and new like more new characters. Although we've now established our main, you know set of characters but each episode um has its own like subplot you know like they're in a new land or they go to a new place and so we meet all these new people like this guy jet but you also like i don't know i feel like you see where he's coming from in the sense like okay like he's trying to like teach the fire nation a lesson however he's not taking into account, like you said, there's no empathy, like, for these innocent lives of, like, these families and, like, kids and moms and dads and, you know, they have nothing to do with the destruction of the world and different civilizations, but he's taking out his anger because his parents were murdered by the Fire Nation He's taking it out on these innocent civilians, which is so symbolic of, like, history repeating itself in our world, you know? And, man, the show is so good about that. You know, I just love 
I love the little nuggets of just wisdom that the writers um, so cleverly weave into the storyline. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Jet sucks. So if you've seen this, I'm sure you feel the same way. Jet, not, not okay. But, you know, it adds like a cool drama. Um, the humor is so good in these two. I just thought, I thought it was so funny. And also Sokka, I really love Sokka. I'm starting, it's funny because I know you guys talk about like you and, and Julie and um, I know Jen and are just like, just now our previous recap of seven and eight episodes. Um, Y'all were saying how much, I don't know, you, you've always spoken so well of Sokka and I like Sokka too. Like I love him, but like this episode, I feel like I got, I'm like, Oh man, I love this. I love this character so much. Like I, I got so much more connected with him because he really saw through the bullshit of Jet when Katara, you know, she's a girl, she's young and he's this hot dude that like fought really well. I mean, he's a kick butt fighter, you know? Yeah. He can fight. He can fight. Um, he even took on the Avatar, like, well, he took on, like, 20, what was it, like, 20 uh, Fire Nation? Soldiers. Soldiers, yes. right. <laughs> not the Fire Nation, not the people, but Fire Nation soldiers, yeah. Trained he in took combat. <laughs> yeah, like, he took him on himself, but it was unclear. I don't know. I'm a little fuzzy, like, if, if his, like, accomplices... Uh, with the names of uh, Pipsqueak and names like that helped him out in that moment. But yeah, I mean, Katara's all like googly-eyed over this dude, not paying attention to the like details and, you know, Sokka sees through it. And I just loved Sokka. Like he really, I don't know, stepped up his game and like, he's so loyal and he's so like, um, he wants to do the right thing. And I think, you know, he may not be the avatar. Like he may not have like the cool, all the cool skills or anything like that, but he's, he, what's beautiful about him and is his heart and like his, like, just what, you know, I think that's the most important thing as a fighter is you always have to take into account and what are you fighting for? You know, like he's just so honorable. So, yeah, he he stood up for that old guy, even though, you know, they beat him up and stole his belongings. Um, he tried to fight for him, but he, he was a little powerless in that moment, but he tried. He really did. And, um, yeah, because of that, the old guy remembered him. They had that face. They made that con- connect they connected and then you know he listened to him and he was like yeah this guy's telling the truth and they were able to save all those people because of that so i know i focused mostly on episode 10 i didn't say much about nine because it's like you know when we do these we just see for me i'm this is my first time so i just saw for the first time both of them and the the most recent one is like so I'm always feeling the one that just happened so yeah the early, the one before it episode nine I thought was um I thought it was really good too I love the waterfall scene because it's like right at the very end like after all of that just happens 
And it's cool that to see Katara gaining more control over her water bending skills. She's and 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 she's doing it together with the Avatar, and the Avatar is picking it up like it's no big deal. Like he's just got it. But it's cool they're working together. And they 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 do the water bending in episode ten too, but little do they know they've been completely like um misguided and tricked into destroying a village of innocent people. So until they later find out. But yeah. Yeah, I um Jet sucks in this episode. And he does come he blows. Back. He does come back, but I'm not going to tell you how or when. Don't. But um, I like, I like, it's just so relatable, like the whole little googly-eyed crush thing. Like, It's cute. He just like comes, he just like hops out of the trees, like a little huckleberry thin, fin. I can't talk right now. He's got like a, I don't know, I'm going to say it's a piece of cilantro. It's kind of what it looks like. He's chewing on <laughs> He was, that's right. He had like some kind of like just twig in his mouth, but it was like sexy to Katara. It was like, I don't know, the way it was drawn by the animators. Yeah. It was was a thing. Yeah, and he has like, they made it so that he had like all of the red flags. Like, yes, he's a smooth talker. Yes, he's a talented fighter. But he did... I mean, he was pompous, right? They had that little speech after, yeah. after like, dominating that Fire Nation army and was just like, yeah, you know, like, I, I did this thing. And, like, <laughs> this kid, like, did this thing. It was, like, so cool. Hey, Katara. You know, like, I don't know. Uh-uh. It was Great. really weird. And she was just like, nice speech, Jet. And he was like, yeah, you want to help me on this mission? And it's just all the red flags like you just see it but you're you're not Katara so of course you see it if you were her you definitely wouldn't see it and I don't know I feel like every young person has been there especially young women like Mm -hmm. I have been there was just like yeah there are red flags but like Mm -hmm. it's nothing it's nothing he he's he does this I'll justify it with this nice thing he does or says. He's very manipulative. Very much an mm-hmm. abuser. And yeah, and then you see him like, he doesn't really ever snap, but he definitely just comes clean. And he is completely and utterly like the coolest part about his antagonism in this episode isn't that it's just like straight up like he doesn't become unhinged and like loses stuff even up into the very end after he's been like water stapled to a tree he's like still all about it like he still thinks he's right like there's no come to jesus moment for him i thought that was really cool and you know you had like what pipsqueak long shot smellerby um yeah they're like the they're like the seven dwarves. I'm impressed that you're remembering their names. It's just, I only remember three of them. There's That's, gotta be more. There, yeah, he, there's so many of them. And they all had names like that. They were like the seven dwarves. Yeah. 
And then, oh my God, episode nine. First off, okay, episode nine. Um, cabbages. Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened. What destroyed the cabbages this time around? The Fire Nation, right? They like oh, were coming through. It was um, Ang was like running away from the fire nation yeah he was running away from the fire nation and like yeah like the people that were right like every like his cabbage cart was like not sabotaged but compromised in so many different ways and somehow managed to survive and then ang like comes really close to like messing up the cabbage cart and then you think, just as he clears it, you're like, oh, wow, this dude's cabbages, like, survived. He, like, sends this huge waft of air just back behind him and just, like, destroys it. And then, I don't know if you noticed, but in episode 10, when the dam was released and all the water, like, went into the town, what is there? There's a cabbage cart. There's no, no guy. No, I missed it. You're kidding. I missed no. freaking cabbage cart and cabbages get flooded. Oh my god, of course it does. That's like the theme of this show is like anytime there's going to be a cart of cabbages. And it's always the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's always the same merchant. And he always says the same thing. No, my cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel so bad for him, but it's so funny. He's just trying to like, he's always has so many cabbages though. Like where does he get them? So many. Like, it, they've only been traveling, like, a few days, like, a few weeks. Like, how does he, right. like, I'm, like, that, some black market cabbage, right? Or some alchemy? Like, what's going on? Right. Or is his field of cabbages just so giant that <laughs> he just has cabbages for days that they can just be destroyed? Maybe he knows to plan for it because it's happened so many times. Like, it keeps happening to him. Is like that damn avatar or some, you know, crazy people are going to destroy my cabbages. So I better just plant like a huge plethora of it. Cabbage business insurance, right? Or. Yeah, he really needs, if anyone needs cabbage insurance, that's <laughs> that guy. For it's sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, he totally like grew some and then they got destroyed and then they were like, here we'll hook you up with our cabbage supplier and you can just buy them wholesale until you can set up your own cabbage field again. And mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode nine had a lot of humor. It was lighter than the 10th. Yeah. I used to hate that episode. Really? Yeah. I used to think it was filler. I mean, it's hard after you're coming from nine, what was it? Seven and eight mm-hmm. into nine it's kind of like they're like giving you like a little transition yeah i can you know it's a lot lighter there's a lot of humor all of a sudden they're pirates but like you're never afraid of the pirates for for all the main characters they're kind of funny yeah you know there's that one where um that that one pirate he's wearing like earthbender clothes and he's it looks like he's wearing lipstick 
but like oh, yeah i was wondering about that i'm like huh yeah he was like um they were beating up ang or soccer or something and like one of the guys like really just like stuck it to him and he goes oh that's good i don't know if you caught that or not but that was hilarious to me he's just like oh that's good anyways yeah i thought it was funny it was it was really funny it was a good episode like for me i liked it because seven and eight were just whoa <laughs> yeah you know like my mind is still a little blown from that and then to come it was like a nice come down a little bit like okay but it's still intense like there's still fighting there's still cabbages being destroyed there's you know there's water bending the scroll that was cool i thought the whole scroll thing was cool because poor Qatar is like i just want to learn more and then they you know first part of the episode they find the scroll and it's like finally there's this information that she's been seeking and so is the avatar so it's also a lot of like i like that that episode too it's a lot of lessons about like okay, you're going to give someone something. You can't just, like, go and go back on your word and steal. That karma will bounce back and get y'all in danger. Like, it's in that, you know, it'll it'll bounce back some way, you know. Not necessarily get a person in danger, but in this case, you know, it just shows, like, karma is the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I am, like, about to fall asleep over here. Me too. I was really trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it. All right. All Showbenders, let this be a testament. Not that Avatar put us to sleep, but that we were able to stay awake when it is way past our bedtime so that we could watch it and talk about it. And if you have not yet watched Avatar The Last Airbender, for whatever stupid reason, and you're still listening to this podcast, um, check it out firsthand and uh, watch along with us. We'll see you next week or whenever it is we'll meet again. Thanks. Like, subscribe, do all the things. But most importantly, have yourself a merry little day. That is awesome. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Airbender Showbender. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do on whatever platform you're listening on to show us some support. We'll be back with more episodes, so we'll see you then.